the sports voice in southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI welcomes you to Coach's Corner, southeastern Indiana's top local sports show. Live from Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville, here's your host, Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. Good evening and welcome to Coach's Corner. Ron Raver with you here this evening from Ison's Family Pizza. and We're glad you're with us this evening. Our first guest is Gary Mormon, Holmberg Academy Boys Basketball Coach. Coach, two big wins over the weekend. Yeah, we did pick up two more wins, so uh, we're pleased about that. We were a little flat uh, on Friday night in a 58-47 win over Madison Shaw, which was our homecoming, uh, but played much better on Saturday um, down in Kentucky. Um, so we're at 8-4. and four. Um, You know, we've become somewhat predictable in our unpredictability. We... Uh, tend to play a flat game and follow it with a really good game and then back and forth but uh, madison shaw is much improved they came in uh, at six and five when we met them and uh, we did get off to a comfortable lead and never really seemed to uh, find any type of rhythm uh, in that ball game for any sustained amount of time and uh, they hung around and we had the lead up to uh, 18 or 20 a couple times, but uh, we just could never quite completely comfortably put them away. Part of that could have been uh, we had a huge crowd for homecoming, and the kids were in such an incredible mood. They had so much fun, but it didn't seem like we were completely focused on what we were trying to do uh, in uh, in terms of basketball. But, you know, that's the way it goes when you're dealing with 16-, 17-, 18-year-olds. And then had to turn around and play an afternoon game then down in Kentucky the next day. So a long drive, and the weather was kind of dicey. Uh, went down there and fell behind 11-4 to and went on to win 69-31. So my uh, Batesville math tells me that uh, um, we held them to 20 points the rest of the way, and uh, we scored 65. So 65 uh, to 20 over the last uh, four minutes of the first period through to the end of the game. And the interesting thing about that game, we didn't realize this until the game was going on, but uh, down in Kentucky, and this is kind of a new rule for them, uh, when the margin is 35 points, it's a running clock. So we didn't really care that the clock was running because we were ahead. And we are like, well, we, maybe we shouldn't say anything. You know, <laughs> these guys could probably come back on it and stuff. And uh, uh, then it w- was a strange thing. Then it would be turned off sometimes because when it would get down to 34 or 33, right? So yeah. anyway, uh, we finally uh, used our deductive reasoning to figure <laughs> out that's what was going on. And we, uh, but we, were, we, we did play very well on Saturday. Uh, talk about who played well for uh, the Twisters in these ball games. Well, on on uh, Friday night, Jake Johnson had a big game. He had 33 points for us uh, against Shaw, and he he really played extremely well. So much of the rest of us, we were just struggling to find any type of rhythm. Um, Zach Wegman scored seven points Friday night. Uh, hurt his ankle, uh, our center, and so he didn't even dress for the game on Saturday. But he had seven points for us. Um, Will Freeland had five. Um, Andrew Osterling and Pross Mormon uh, and Abe Streeter all had four, and, and Nick Follop had one. Uh, Pross Mormon really came off the bench and provided us a big spark. Had a couple steals, uh, hit a big basket for us, um, played really, really well off the bench uh, on Friday night. And then on Saturday, Andrew Osterling had just an incredible first half, scored 20 points in the first half. He ended up with 22 in, on the game. Uh, of course, you know, we had a sizable lead, so... 
he didn't get to play quite as much in the second half as he otherwise uh, would have. But uh, we did such an incredible job of sharing the ball and moving the ball on Saturday. We had Andrew Osling had 22. Will Freeland had 17. Johnson had 13. Uh, Follop, who started in place of Wegman, had 9. Dempsey Bowman had four, and uh, Mike Hoff and Abe Streeter each had two. So uh, everybody got a chance to play and play uh, a significant amount. And uh, just the uh, kind of the the ball movement, uh, the rhythm that we found on Saturday was something that uh, we've been searching for um, uh, throughout some of the winter. And uh, part of it, you know, sometimes I look back on these stretches where you play so many games. And we talked about that over the break. We played six games over the break. And uh, we've talked about this several times, you and I, that you wonder in this new era of basketball, as opposed to back when, when we were players, where we didn't play as, uh, as many games and uh, – now you have the pr- proliferation of, of AAU basketball. And sometimes you wonder, uh, with so many games uh, and tournaments and so on and so forth, is it as electric for the kids as it once was? Or is it just another game, you know? And uh, so, uh, anyway, we've, uh, we, like every team around, uh, has been kind of searching to find the, whatever the key is to get us to play more consistently. I think another thing is the uh, pace of the game is uh, picked up so much that uh, some of the time, as you said, with all those games they play, they just get in into a point uh, where either they're mentally or physically tired. Correct. And uh, you, so many teams, uh, it seemed like when I started coaching basketball first, played the zone. You could walk the ball up the floor. Right. You can't do that anymore. No, no, no. The but the. The Kentucky game was really, really, really fast-paced game. That was a really fast-paced basketball game. They were not going to allow us to be uh, slow-paced and methodical, and we certainly are not that style of team this year. Um, but, you know, all of those things can make you some cut, somewhat uh, uncomfortable and less consistent. And I'll tell you why. We were talking about that off the air. Right now, basketball is, and we were talking about in college basketball, seeing uh, the unpredictability of teams like IU and Purdue. Purdue, of course, uh, you're a big Purdue fan, and and uh, seeing them blow out Michigan State after getting blown out by Illinois. Is that correct? Right. Okay. So, uh, so much of basketball now has, uh, if if the things that can be a little bit more predictable, meaning your rebounding rate, right? How well yeah. your team rebounds. Uh, your turnover rate, you know, how well does your team handle the ball? Those things, team, uh, parts of a team tend to be somewhat consistent. What is not consistent, what right now the new modern basketball, what determines virtually every game is who shoots better that night or that day. Who is shooting the ball better wins the game. And uh, uh, that very much has been the MO for us. You know, we're 8 and 4, but. Uh, kind of what you would say is uh, how did you play? Just kind of look it up. How did we shoot? Yeah. Uh, you got South Ripley this week. Uh, tell us uh, what what you know about them and what it will take to win this game. Well, it's a concerning game for us because we've gone down there the past few years and won down in Versailles, and, and I know that they're much, much stronger this year. And, and looking at them and watching them, they look extremely talented, long, and, and uh, them being at home and Play, we played Friday, played uh, on the road down in Kentucky on Saturday, uh, had to practice before school today, so we have a C-team game tonight. 
and then go on the road to play tomorrow. So uh, it'll be interesting again to see are our guys going to are we going to have uh, one of those really good nights? Um, and uh, we're going to need a really good night because I think South Ripley's a really good basketball team. And then this weekend's quite an anomaly for us in that we have no game this weekend. So, you know, we talk about we have these stretches where we play so many games, and now we, we play on a Tuesday. We don't play all the way to the following Friday. So it's whatever, 10, 11 days uh, between games after tonight. But some of, a little bit of that's good. We'll be able to take the day off on Wednesday, practice Thursday, Friday, take Saturday off, Saturday, Sunday, and then be able to practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday before we play again. And uh, sometimes a break away from it can be just the ticket to uh, refresh people. And I just saw South River play two games this week, and uh, the uh, Samples boy, uh, when he is on, and it's most of the time he's <laughs> on, he has uh, no qualms about shooting the ball as soon as he gets across the floor, and he puts them up very, very quick. And you, as you said, the rest of the team uh, take Gentilly out with uh, at five eight or five nine, and the rest of them are all six four, six five, and look like they're clones. Well, that's not very comforting. I was hoping you were going to say things that were going to make me feel better rather than uh, keep me all stopped by CVS, get some type of sleep aid after those type of, you know, statistics. Uh, Coach, the reserves, how are they doing? Oh, the reserves playing very well. Uh, um, we're, we've played 12 games of the JV because they uh, did not play against Shaw. And they did not play in that tournament and played three fewer games. So they've played nine, but they're seven and two. And uh, they won uh, very easily on Saturday. And they've been really, really good uh, JV team this year. Uh, so uh, Coach Maple's very happy with them. We were just talking about it today. And, and uh, you know, they were completely under control on Saturday, played very, very well. And uh, they're it's a very good JV ball club. Coach, anything else before we let you go this evening? No. Uh, we're, you and I are going to watch that football game tonight. It's too bad. They started so doggone late. We'll uh, likely just be watching the highlights tomorrow morning, right? Right. Uh, uh, and falling asleep if we try to stay up. That's right. <laughs> Enjoy talking to you as usual, Coach. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks a lot. We will be back after these words from our sponsor. Listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9. Your FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We'll be right back. Cecil here from Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt in downtown Batesville. We love our pizza because we use only the best quality ingredients. Try one of our awesome Supreme Pizzas or build your own topping combination. Add some of our famous breadsticks. Cheese sauce. And a salad and dinner is done. We love being part of this community and thank you for your business. Check out our website, IsonsFamilyPizza.com. Give us a call at 812-933-0333 or visit us in downtown Batesville. Want to make your home a more comfortable place but don't think you can afford a top brand heating and cooling system? Well, Carrier has the right solution for every budget. When you turn to Garings, your Carrier expert will show you our best-in-class home comfort systems. Jeff or Mike will help you pick the one that best fits your home budget. From our value Price comfort series to our top-performing Infinity system, Carrier and Garings have made excellence more affordable than ever. Because in this economy, who couldn't use a little more comfort? Turn to the experts with Carrier and Garings, 316 North Main. We are here for you. We are here for you. Getting confusing letters from your insurance company stating you have to shop at a specific pharmacy 
You have a choice. Stop in Georgia's Pharmacy and talk to our pharmacists so we can help you choose an option that works best for you. We are here for you at Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. We are here for you. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We are back, and joining us now is Terry Geesting. He's uh, running the KSC free throw contest this year. And, uh, Terry, before we get uh, onto the KSC free throw contest, congratulations on the clause you put together on the 100 years of Batesville basketball. It's uh, it's a great thing, and if people haven't got it yet, uh, I'm sure uh, there's some still available, and uh, they would enjoy seeing this. Yeah, that took a few weeks and <laughs> to to do that. Lots of pictures, but it was fun. It's an interest of mine, and I just enjoy doing it. And I learned a lot about baseball basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I explained the KSE contest that you have coming up. Yeah, the Knights of Columbus. This is their annual uh, free throw championship. So they've been doing this for 40 years now, and it's for ages uh, nine through 14, girls and boys. Uh, anybody, everybody's welcome in our area. And our local council puts this on. This will be at the uh, St. Louis Activity Center this coming Saturday. 12.30 will start. So you could probably arrive at 12 or a little after, get registered. And everybody's going to shoot 15 free throws. And we'll keep track of who's the champion of, of our uh, local chapter here. And uh, can they just show up and register there? Or, or is, there, is there a way to uh, register beforehand? It's it's actually easier to do it the day yeah, of okay. and, and show up that way, and we'll have uh, some people there helping out, so it won't take long. But uh, it, it's just a fun, competitive event for kids, and uh, something that Knights Columbus have been involved in for a long time. Do you uh, have them shoot uh, as they register, or is there uh, an age uh, thing uh, that all the nine-year-olds shoot at once, and all the ten-year-olds? Yeah, we'll separate the. Uh, Let's see, 9, 10, 11 will go down on one end. They'll shoot from 12 feet, and then we'll have the older kids at the other end. Now, is there any limitation on the 14-year-olds if they're in high school? Not that I know of. Just their birthday, you know, January 1st. If they're 14, then they can participate. Uh, Anything else they need to know before they get there that day or when they get there? No, hopefully they can spread the word, and uh, I'll try and get some posters up to schools. But I've already got the word out to all the schools and uh the paper uh so hopefully we get a good turnout and uh, the champions of each age will advance to the district and we're, i think that might be at st lawrence and lawrenceburg and i know that uh, you talked about how long it's been going on and i would imagine that if you went back through the records there's been some pretty good free throw shooters that showed up uh, as nine-year-olds already just amazing sometimes you hear 14 out of 15 you know or 15 out of 15 it's amazing these kids can shoot that free throw. Yeah. Something I couldn't do as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else before we let you go? No, we're excited. looks like the weather's going to be in our favor, so we should hope for a good, good turnout. Yeah, I think uh, no snow uh, predicted and uh, uh, a winter that hasn't, hasn't been too bad so far, and I think it's going to continue for you. Yeah, I agree. Okay. okay, Coach, best of luck on Saturday with the KSC contest, and thank you for coming in. and filling out the people in this evening. Thank you very much for having me, Coach. We will be back after this word from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 your FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We will be right back. 
Ison's Family Pizza has pasta. Yes, Batesville, we have pasta. Choose from spaghetti, rigatoni, or cheese ravioli. You get our house-made marinara or decadent Alfredo. Top it off with some chicken, sausage, or meatballs. Our jumbo wings are a must this time of year. We have seven different sauces or crispy plain with your choice of blue cheese or house-made ranch. Ison'sFamilyPizza.com on the web. 812-933-0333 on the phone. Or Ison's Family Pizza, 117 East George, downtown Batesville. Hello, this is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager from Tom Civet Chevrolet Buick. It is a great time to save some green. Through the end of the month, you get supplier pricing on all remaining 2019 Chevrolets. Combine this with huge rebates and rates as low as 0%, and you score big savings on 2019 Chevrolets. Don't miss out on our huge savings on Buick. Get 15% off MSRP on a Buick Envision, 18% off MSRP on a Buick Regal, or 20% off MSRP on a Buick Encore. Let us put your tax refund to work for you. 15 vehicles priced below $9,995. Purchase a new Chevrolet or Buick and receive free oil changes for the life of the vehicle. Tom Civet Chevrolet Buick, home of the free oil change for life. Stop in, see what has changed, and give us an opportunity to earn your business. As always, thank you for shopping at Tom Civet Chevrolet Buick. How does your home feel inside? If you said, it feels absolutely perfect, then you've obviously heard of Hurt and Elko. But if you said anything else, it's time to call Hurt and Elko at 812-934-4646 now. Or visit them at hurt-elko.com. Then you'll have a home filled with air at the ideal temperature and humidity every second of the day, every day of the year. Get a new Linux system from Hurt and Elko at 812-934-4646. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We're back and joining us now is Bob Bresser, DeMilan's girls basketball coach. Uh, coach, the Lady Indians uh, came up short in the uh, county tourney. Tell us your uh, thoughts on the tourney. Well, it didn't go quite as we were hoping it would. Uh, we just are having a problem right now getting the ball in the basket. And uh, those two... Uh, Two games this past week uh, saw us struggle. Uh, Friday night was even more of a struggle than uh, Tuesday night was, uh, with us only getting 27 points on the board Friday night. But, uh, you know, the shots are there. Uh, It's just that they're not going in. So we spent uh, about half of our practice today uh, working on shooting. And right now we're just trying to fight through these next three weeks and get to the end and uh, see if we can do something uh, that week in the sectional. Coach, as uh, I watched uh, you play in those two ball games, it's it's not for a lack of effort. I know you had a lot of girls down on the floor fighting for the ball. Uh, they're getting the shots up, like you said. They just aren't going in the basket for you. Yeah, and um, turnovers have kind of been an issue also. Uh, sometimes we get, get in a rush, and uh, we try to force the ball places where it won't go. And uh, The inside's a big part of our game with uh, C.C. Bailey and Lauren Rell on the inside, and Sometimes we try to get the ball into them, and, and it's really not there. And I know you told me before the game you had a young lady get injured on Tuesday night. I think you told me before the season you lost one of your guards. So you're really playing possibly one or two guards short of what you hoped so far? It's a little bit that way. Yes, it is. Um, now, we did find out the, today that uh, Casey Pendell, who hurt her hand on Tuesday and sat out the game Friday, she's uh, – She's been released. She can come back and play as as long as her uh, 
her ring finger on her shooting hand is taped to the other one. Uh, she'd had surgery on it last year right at the end of the season because it got hurt in the sectional. So, um, you know, it's um, we just got to go with what we have and, and, and make the best of it. What do you have left on your schedule, Coach? Uh, we've got tomorrow night we've got Rising Sun at Rising Sun. Uh, and then on Thursday we're going to make a road trip down to Madison to play Shaw. Uh, and then the next two weeks, uh, we've got uh, one home game left. That's it. We've got North Decatur at home next Thursday, South Ripley on the road Friday. And then that last week of the season, we finish up with uh, Oldenburg and Waldron both on the road. So uh, you've got uh, conference games coming up the next two weeks, and then the final week is non-conference, correct? That is correct, yeah. We've got uh, Rising Sun, Shaw, and South Ripley, uh, all conference games, and uh, hopefully we can get at least two of those. Talk about your statistical leaders at this time. Uh, at the moment, C.C. Bailey's our leading scorer at 13.5 a game, and she's also our leading rebounder at uh, 11.5 a game. Uh, coincidentally, she's leading assist person with 32 assists on the season, but Michaela O'Brien's right behind her with 29. Um, steals and deflections, uh, Angela King, she's got 38 steals and 31 deflections. and um, I mean, those girls, they've led us all the way, and, and they're getting help you know, along the way from the other ones. Lauren Rell, I didn't mention her, but she uh, she's averaging about nine a game and pulling down about six rebounds. So, you know, it's CC is our leader, but it's it's really a pretty pretty much a group effort. Uh, how's your reserve team doing? Uh, right now, they're setting at six and eight. Uh, maybe schedule could be or record could be a little better, but um, we got a few girls that were pulling back and forth, uh, bringing up to play varsity time and uh, possibility of. You know, we thought with the Pendell girl being hurt that we were going to have to move somebody up full time. But uh, with her healed up, uh, the JV team should be able to stay intact. Coach, how close are you to? I know you when you came to Milan, you started uh, trying to get girls involved at an earlier age. How far along are those girls that are playing at an earlier age now for you out coming up into the high school program? Well, I'll tell you, we've got uh, what I consider to be probably a a pretty good eighth grade bunch coming uh they'll be our freshmen next year and we're going to see how they do through this season and uh seventh grade bunch is pretty good on numbers and then sixth grade is really strong so uh you know we're hoping there's some bright days ahead here this season has been pretty much a nightmare uh it's not what any of us expected uh the girls you know they continue to work but uh like we talked earlier that just the ball not going in the hole is the problem so uh uh, hopefully that will correct itself and, and we can move on. Uh, besides uh, shooting, which we've talked about, what else are you working on to improve before the sectional comes around? Well, we need to take care of the ball a little better. we got to cut down on turnovers, and uh, we're going to have to handle people's pressure. Uh, on that Tuesday night game when you were there, when Jacksonville threw that half-court trap at us, it was uh, it was kind of like we just went hairy-carry for a while until we got settled down, and, and the problem is is while we're making that little uh, little lapse in, in judgment, they're they're racking up points. So uh, taking care of the ball and, and handling pressure is probably, probably the things we need to work on the most. Coach, anything else before we let you go this evening? Well, uh, thanks for having me over here. I always enjoy coming over and talking to you twice, and uh, we're looking forward to coming back next year. And, and hopefully next year when we come back, we'll have uh, – a brighter outlook on things and have have some better things to talk about well i i know like you said uh, you're getting uh, your system put into place and uh there is improvement it's just uh sometimes it's very hard to get over the hump after you've been down for a while yeah it is i mean last year we had a good season and 
and we had these girls coming back and we knew we were just loaded you know we're not loaded but we're pretty high on talent for where we're at and uh, you know sometimes the effort just doesn't match the talent so I think right now that's part of our problem there's some nights that uh, some nights we take off and and our effort just isn't what it should be and that's kind of led to where we're at Coach, best of luck, and uh, as you get into sectional play later on, and I'll be watching your scores, and uh, always nice to talk to you, and it's nice that people like you stay in the game of basketball to help these young ladies out. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, and it's always a pleasure to come over and spend time with you. We enjoy having you here. We will be back after these words from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9, your FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We'll be right back. Cecil here from Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt in downtown Batesville. You love our pizza because we use only the best quality ingredients. Try one of our awesome Supreme Pizzas or build your own topping combination. Add some of our famous breadsticks, cheese sauce, and a salad and dinner is done. We love being part of this community and thank you for your business. Check out our website, IsonsFamilyPizza.com. Give us a call at 812-933-0333 or visit us in downtown Batesville. Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student-athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy at Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. If your business relies on internet, phones, or website traffic, your business should be relying on ETC. Trust ETC with your company's internet, business phones, and web design. When you do, your first month is free. From one local business to another, ETC has the business solutions to ensure your success. Contact us at 833-ETC-4BIZ before March 31st to learn more about ETC's business services and how you can get your first month free. Certain restrictions may apply. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We're back, and our guest now is Greg McMullen, Batesville High School uh, swim coach. And, Coach, tell us about the ladies' swim team, how they're doing, and then the men's team. Yeah, so the ladies' swim team has been kind of in the middle of the road, just like they've been the last uh, two seasons, three seasons, I guess. Um we we've been a little bit down in some of the numbers and so it's swimming's always a numbers game you know we we've got to be able to be in in every event and competing every single time to to be able to get those victories so a lot of our uh, a lot of our swims and meets on that that end we've been right in the middle so we're beating one team or losing to another team or um, just really being in that uh, kind of hole right now um, and then on the guys somehow they just they recruited like crazy and our team grew that first year i think i had seven that last year i think i had 12 and this year uh, we have uh what do i have 17 on the roster this year and so they have picked up tremendously um, we actually just got done with our conference meet on saturday and um, two years ago our boy our boys were in last place last year they were in fifth place and this year they finished in second Oh, that's great. Yeah, so, I mean, really, it's, and, and the girls have been in fourth place for the last three seasons, and, you know, it's it's a great place to be. Um, it's hard to get to the top, 
Uh, it's hard to maintain at the top. There's always an ebb and flow with quality of swimmers and number of swimmers and all this stuff that happens with all of these teams. Um, but, you know, we, we really are doing the very best with what we got. And uh, I'm so happy with the way that they recruited and uh, within the school system and just being able to get, we've got football players, we've got former wrestlers, we've got uh, cross country runners and track runners. And like, it's just, we've got athletes now, you know, we don't just have that year round swim time, swim team type personality. We have athletes of all different variety coming out and, and competing for, for the Bulldogs this season. So it's been great. Tell us about the young ladies and young men on your team. And then while you're talking about them, who some of your top swimmers are as you go along. Yeah. So, uh, on the ladies team, we actually have 12 girls. Uh, four of them are returning. We had a few last year that um, you know, decided not to come back out for the team or uh, were a little bit too ambitious academically and decided to graduate early, which is great <laughs> for them. Uh, unfortunate for us, but yeah, we have uh, we have five seniors on the girls squad and this year and you know it's it's just a, a good makeup of you know uh, seniors all the way down to sophomores. We're a little light on the freshman side, but um, Gwen Martin, Sonia Gollin are names that a lot of people would remember from previous conversations we've had. And um, our other returning swimmers are Claire Sunderman and Maria Lopez. And that those four have really been a, a solid foundation for our program and being able to maintain kind of some of the old that uh, that's there because Gwen is the only remaining member uh, of the team uh, on, on the girls team. Uh, from TJ's time, and so being able to still kind of have you know his legacy be there and, and starting to build up, um, you know, into this third season, and and just seeing like you know okay where can we go from here you know, um, so those are those are the names that a lot of people will probably recognize. But some of the other ones that we have, um, Abby Blomer, Kiara Brock, and Liz Loeschinger, and Lauren Voss, like they they came out this year and it's just been exciting because they are brand new to the sport; they've never done it before. Um, and then we've got Callie Main, Lily Wanell, Paige Oldham, and Ava Obermeyer, who have who have been a part of a, a swim team before, um, and just decided to, you know what, we'll we'll give this a go. We'll come back to it and and kind of see how how we do here. On the boys' side, um, we've got ten returning and seven uh, new to the team, whether they're freshmen or or new to the sport in general. But Ethan Brewer, Sean Callahan, JJ Kiesel, Alex Livers, Ben Moster, Kyler Dalton. Mason Enneking, Grant Story, Derek uh, Van Sickle, and Quinn Rasnick are those returning guys. And then we've got some of our new guys of uh, Kieran. T uh, oh, my gosh. I'm going to butcher his name on the radio. Uh -huh. um, so I'm just going to say Kieran because he, <laughs> he knows I'm going to mess it up. Um, Nathan Villani, Joseph Schroeder, Ian Loeschinger, and then Will Johnson, along with uh, two football players that I think a lot of people are going to be familiar with, with Von Lee Hunt and Austin Pullman. Uh, are actually on our our squad this year as well so you know it's been great um in terms of our top swimmers you know you look at uh the hundred fly you're gonna that name ethan brewer just stands out um he was able to get a second place finish in a very tight race uh, with matthew battinghouse from east central on saturday and you know just blew out his his best time by you know half a second to a second um sean callahan in our distance events mostly our freestyle i am and then Benjamin Moster, who is just absolutely crushing the 100 breaststroke right now. Um, and he really, he's, he's doing so much in, in various things. He's seeing his weaknesses in his IM. And just today he was saying, 
um, I know what I got to work on to get my IM better. So this is what I'm going to do today, coach. And I was like, okay, you know, let's, <laughs> let's get after it. But, um, I know we've got a question on here about, you know, school records. And unfortunately we have not set any school records this year. Um, well, but there's, there's, there's been some pretty high marks set uh, back there by some of the previous swimmers. Absolutely. So yeah. There's no denying that. But, um, I know Ben has his, his eyes on the prize and him being able to go a one Oh six at our conference meet. That is untapered. That was, he did shave for that, but he was untapered and unrested for that meet. And he's still able to bust out that one Oh six and uh, a second place finish at conference. And, um, based on some of the the rankings on swimcloud.com he is uh he's currently ranked above some of the guys from bloomington south which makes me feel real good about what we're going to potentially do later this season but yeah he's got his eyes set on that 101 and he wants to be that first batesville swimmer under a minute and so i really think that we can get there it's just gonna it's gonna be a long long road to get there and it's gonna be a lot of work but i know he can he's willing to put the work in and uh, i think we can definitely get there I've been a track coach long enough to know that uh, when you get down to seconds in uh, sprints, uh, they don't come off as easy as seconds in distance does. <laughs> they don't. Uh, but he finished last year at a 108, and he started this season at a 109. Um, so, I mean, to be able to say that, you know, he swam for four weeks over the summer, and then, you know, he ran cross country and track in the off offseason. Um, but to be able to come in and start off this season at, you know that same mark that he finished last year shaved and tapered you know that that's just that makes you feel good because you know that they're they're doing their part they're doing their part in the off season to lift or run or swim or whatever it is and and then come back and say well guess what i'm going to be better than i was last year and i'm going to do it quick that's great yeah uh, what part of the schedule do you have left, Coach? Yeah, so we've still got five uh, five dual triangular meets. We've got four four of those and one invitational. The invitational is actually going to be um, a rebuff Jesuit invitational that we got invited to. That is hosted at the IU NAP. Um, right. So the kids get to go and see all the all the names up on the wall from the Olympic trials and and you know my favorite swimmer in the world who is uh, Lenny Kraselberg. If his if his uh, banner is still hanging from the rafters, like that would be amazing. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a storied pool. Uh, it's going to be a long night. It's a long Tuesday night, but we get to go up there, swim in that historic uh, arena, and just you know have some fun. Our seniors will get recognized at that meet as well. Um, just you know, kind of shouting out to them, and you know it's it's just going to be fun to be able to be at that pool. You know, kind of having that championship style. Um, feeling to it because it's a 19 team invitational oh that's that's be great just walking in that place is impressive yeah participate in it, it'd be amazing yeah and after that um we'll we'll go straight into the state tournament with our sectionals and you know fingers crossed somebody will end up going to state but you know we've got goals to get there um i don't know if we're ready to to get there this year uh, but you know the hope is that we can at least do better than we did last year get some more people in that a final uh get a few more people in that b final and you know stop being on the outside looking in and just actually be a part of it and for people that don't uh know swimming uh don't have it somebody participating in it it's not like some of the other sports where the sectional level is uh not that competitive in swimming this 
sectional level is like semi-state in some of the other sports. Right, and this is our, you know, really our first chance at the at the state tournament because our state tournament goes sectional prelim, sectional final, state. There is no in between. Um, so yeah, it's a 14-team sectional including Columbus North, Columbus East. Uh, Bloomington North and South, East Central, you know, all the local schools here. So it's, it is a fast, fast sectional. Um, and our kids are up for the challenge. We had, you know, a number of swimmers qualify last year uh, for that Saturday final. We've had, I'm hoping that we can get a few more in this year, um, including some of our new swimmers. I really think that they have some potential to, to shine this year um, and to, you know, make our relays better, make our individual events better, and just represent Batesville with uh, the pride that we all know and love. Who's helping you coach with swimming? Yeah, so I still have Kathy Gutzwiller uh, on my staff, and, you know, she is a tremendous help in getting a lot of these new swimmers up and running. Um, we, we spend the first month out of the season kind of assessing and figuring out, you know, can we do this? Uh, this season was a lot harder. We had 30 kids that we were trying to stuff in that, that YMCA <laughs> pool, which uh, anybody that's been a part of the swim team, they know that you cannot fit 30 people in that pool and get anything you know productive done. And it was frustrating as soon as the boys started because that's where, you know, we had, I think we started out with uh, 20 boys on the team and, you know, rounded down to 17 once the season actually got rolling. But, you know, just trying to get 28, 29 people in that pool, it didn't work. So we've actually... Uh, done a lot of our work on 45-minute workouts. We split our group almost exactly in half, or we divide it up by gender. And you know, we swim for 45 minutes, but you know, we're hauling when we're when we're in there, and we're we're swimming fast. And you know, we had uh, we had 50% of our swims on Saturday were faster than any previous best that any of our kids have done on the on the men's team, and our girls were at a 35% rate. Um, so we're definitely doing something right. And I know that that number's skewed because we got new people swimming, uh, and they just progress a lot faster. But in all honesty, like it's working. It's what we're doing is working. Definitely the right way to go. Yep, absolutely. Coach, anything else before we let you go? I don't think so. Uh, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to get on here and talk about these kids and you know tout their their achievements because without them, you know, we we would have nowhere to be. Well, thank you for uh, the effort you have. I know. Uh, from some of the other schools that had the pool right at the high school, you have uh, some other things. And I know it's not for lack of the school trying to get a pool. It's some other things that have gotten in the way. But uh, you're doing a good job, and best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We will be back after these words from our sponsor. You're listening to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We will be right back. Tyson's Family Pizza has pasta. Yes, Batesville, we have pasta. Choose from spaghetti, rigatoni, or cheese ravioli. You get our house-made marinara or decadent Alfredo. Top it off with some chicken, sausage, or meatballs. Our jumbo wings are a must this time of year. We have seven different sauces or crispy plain with your choice of blue cheese or house-made ranch. Tyson'sFamilyPizza.com on the web. 812-933-0333 on the phone. Or Tyson's Family Pizza, 117 East George, downtown Batesville. 
solid pain slow you down. Whether you're a competitive athlete or simply feeling the aches and pains of aging, Margaret Mary Health's orthopedic surgeon, Dr. William McDonald, can care for your bone and joint health. He treats patients of all ages and offers both surgical and non-surgical solutions for injuries and pain. Dr. McDonald sees patients at Margaret Mary's Physician Center in Batesville. To learn more, visit mmhealth.org slash ortho. If you could change one thing about how the inside of your home feels, what would it be? Fewer drafts? A quieter system? More or less humidity? Believe it or not, you can enjoy all these things and more with a Linux home comfort system from Hurt and Elko. And best of all, they've got plenty of high-efficiency options. So call 812-934-4646 today. That's Hurt and Elko at 812-934-4646 or online at hurt-elko.com. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We are back and joining us now is Brian Helby, Bates High School girls basketball coach. Coach, before we start talking about the Lady Bulldogs, uh, thanks to you and to the people at Jacksonville for putting on a great uh, county tourney. And I know that uh, the people that went had to be pleased and had to be impressed with the both uh, schools and their job they did. Well, I, I appreciate that, and it's always good to hear. Um, anytime you put on a big event like that, you you, know, you do your very best, uh, and sometimes, I'll be honest with you, it goes smoother than others. <laughs> um, you know, we had a great crowd at Batesville. I thought we had a really nice crowd at Jacksonville, and, and uh, I know that the uh, the crew cleaning up after the game uh, thought it was a big crowd as well, so hats off to our maintenance staff and, and those folks who um, who really put the show on? To be honest with you, the Bertha Hazelwoods of the of, of the group and and all of our gate workers and and uh, folks like that are really the ones that that put put the show together. I just kind of stand around and and look like I know what I'm doing, and that's not always the case. <laughs> Coach, the Lady Bulldogs uh, one and one in the county tourney uh, played very well uh, in the. Uh, at least in the second half against uh, South Ripley, and then had some. Uh, Good moments in the Jacksonville. The uh, Lady Eagles just came out and put a bombing on you in the first quarter when I think every shot went in for them. And if it didn't, they put a, a rebound right in after it. Well, I th- you know, we talked a little bit, obviously, after the game. And, you know, uh, the girls were really, uh, they were focused and they were ready to go. And and, and when, when Jacksonville comes out like they did and uh, get up 17-1 to 1 and, and, and quite frankly, you go back and you look at the film, and, and we did a lot of things to help them do that. But, but to their credit, you know, those shots don't just magically go in. They, you know, they put them in. They hit. They were deep in the corner. They were, you know, got good position on the rebounds and put, you know, had putbacks. You know, a lot of credit to them. Um, we could have done things maybe a little bit better. Um, you know, uh, to get down 17 to one um, is very difficult against uh, a, a team a season as Jacksonville is. Coach, uh, Jacksonville uh, Lady Eagles, uh, the girls are not only big, but those those are athletes. They're just not uh, big girls standing out there on the floor taking up space. No, and and you know, you know, we've talked before. You know, uh, you know, our girls are getting better. We're, we're, we work tonight in practice about you know just getting better position, how to how to create a little bit more space, carve some space out. I've heard Coach Garrett talk about carving space out an awful lot. Um, you know, we need to do a better job of that. Um, you know, we give up some size, obviously, but there again, you know, our, our schedule doesn't get any easier down the road, 
and uh, they doesn't they don't get any smaller. So there's you know some height there. Uh, we're going to have to get better at that, and I have no doubt um, with the girls uh, that that we have that they're going to do everything they can to get better. And I guess as a coach, that's all you can ask. And uh, you did it on Saturday night under uh, some circumstances that I didn't, or Friday night, I mean, I didn't know about uh, one of the young ladies, uh, Macy Prickle, had a death in the family that she was dealing with, and uh, then the Brewer girl got hurt uh, early in the ball game for you. Yeah, you know, I, I guess, you know, life, life goes on. There's a lot of other things outside of, of basketball that, that mean a lot more. And, uh, you know, our thoughts and uh, are with uh, uh, Macy and her family, obviously. Uh, a lot of the girls uh, went to the visitation this evening and, and, you know, just want to support our teammate and friend. I guess, you know, they're, they're friends before they are teammates. They've been friends for a long time. So, you know, for, for Macy to come out and, and perform as well as she did uh, is an, it's just a credit to her. Um, Katie, you know, we didn't uh, – she had had um, knee injury prior um, – and then tonight, or then on Friday night, yeah, she just got you know tangled up a little bit and and uh, had to sit out the majority of the game. We do hope to get her back, um, but you know, anytime that happens, it's it's an opportunity for someone else as well. Thought Bree Wells come in and did just an outstanding job. Bree hadn't because of injury hadn't had a lot of opportunity, and um, so you know we kind of we didn't really miss a beat there. Uh, but you know we got behind, um, boy. If, you, if anybody watched the game or listened to the game on the radio, they're going to know that our girls aren't going to quit, and that, that was definitely the case against Jacksonville. I think at one point, if, if, if my memory uh, recalls, I think it was a 22-point game with roughly three minutes to go in the, in the third quarter. And, um, and we, we get battle back, battle back, and, uh, you know, ends up a 10-point game. You know, for the most part, you look at the second half. We outscored Jacksonville in the second half, and and uh, for the mo- you know, thought we played pretty well. Take away those first four or five minutes, but um, but those first four or five minutes, cre- you know, they count as well. <laughs> Coach, I thought uh, the Michaela Granger Young gave you a boost in that championship game. Well, we had three girls that ended up uh, you know being named to the all tournament team, and Michaela was one of them, and then uh, also um, Ashley uh, Nobby and Carly Warner. So. Um, I, I think all three of those were well deserved uh, for their efforts, and and yeah, Michaela's she's gaining some experience. <coughs> Excuse me, and uh, you know, and then you've got uh, Carly that who who's who's a senior, and and I thought did just an outstanding job leading us, um, you know, throughout both games of the tournament. She played very very well, <laughs> and uh, obviously uh, the MVP. In the system that's used in Ripley County goes to the winning team, and she definitely would have been the MVP had the, the Lady Bulldogs come out with a win because her play overall in both games was just tremendous. Yeah, and, and we've talked before. She always she always draws the, a, a defensive assignment that's that's one of the, if not the the toughest, the second toughest, and you know that that can wear on you as well. And uh, the Ledford girl, um, you know, she's a handful, uh, very good player, scored 20 points, and. And I, quite frankly, I thought we did a pretty good job at times against her, especially over the last three quarters. Um, unfortunately, she was one of the, the key components of that first quarter run that they had. And, and that, that's not uh, you know, because of any lack of effort on, on Carly's uh, part or defensively. Um, she just played really well. But then we found a way, and, 
to kind of shut her down a little bit over the last three quarters and and uh, helped us make a game out of it. When you're six foot tall and can go out and shoot the three as well as she does, that's that's a defensive uh, nightmare for somebody. It is, and she you know she does a really good job you know giving a head and shoulder fake and you know because you have to defend the perimeter. Um, then she goes to the basket. So you know it's it's a difficult assignment for anybody, but I think uh, I think Carly did a great job. Coach, uh, this week you got uh, East Central and uh, South Dearborn, two ends of the EIAC scale. I think East Central is at the top of it with Greensburg and uh, South Dearborn is at the other end of it. Tell us about those two games. Well, we you know we've played East Central. Uh, we we played them there, um, and and again, unfortunately, that was a. Uh, kind of a tale of two halves and really three quarters uh, where they jumped out on us early and we just couldn't make up some ground. Uh, you know, we played them really tough for three quarters. So, you know, we hope Friday night uh, we can make that a four-quarter game and, and do our best to, you know, keep the game close early and then, you know, hopefully um, catch, catch them at the, at the end. And then we turn around and play South Dearborn, which South Dearborn's in a bit of a similar situation as we are wins the loss record. Um, spent a lot of time watching film on them and, and trying to get our girls prepped uh, for them since this will be the first time that we've seen them play or gonna, first time we're going to play them. So, um, you know, our scout's pretty much in place for the East Central game and, and getting ready to, to roll out what we need for South Dearborn. East Central has a freshman girl that you did a terrific job on for three quarters down there, and then the fourth quarter she just goes off, and I think she scored something like 17 points in the fourth quarter shooting the ball from all over the floor on you. Well, thanks for the reminder, Ron. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, can we can we move on to something else now? No. They uh, yeah, they're they're good. I mean, you know, we we lined ourselves if if we didn't if we didn't know that already and and it's going to we're going to have to play well and we're going to have to do clean up a lot of things that that maybe we didn't uh, against South Ripley and and Jacksonville. So, you know, our goal is to is to keep getting better, clean some of those things up and and uh, you know, see if we can't uh, give them a little bit of a run. And I know nobody's feeling sorry for you because you don't have size this year because of what you've had in the past. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's just one of those things that yeah. uh, you know um, what we what we lack in size, we sure have in heart, though. Yes, you do. And uh, coach, I know the reserves. Uh, they had a tough uh, tournament game, and they're trying to adjust from some injuries and from having a young lady move up to the varsity on them. So tell us about them. Well, they're, they're, they're nine and seven. Uh, they lost, uh, they did lose to South, uh, South Ripley, which, you know, I, I know was you know, kind of disappointing for us not, not to take anything away from South Ripley because they played really well. They shot the ball really well. Um, but you know, I think uh, our girls are making, trying to make some adjustments, but, uh, but I, I think that they're, we're, we're moving in the right direction with them as well. Um, you know, be above 500 and still and still getting some wins. I think that ultimately is is the goal to keep you know taking steps in the right direction. And I feel they're doing that. I talked to Coach Galsman on uh, Friday night, and with the situation with uh, your team and the other teams in the conference, the C team schedule is probably over. Yeah, we. Um, matter of fact, I had discussions today with both Lawrenceburg and Greensburg. Uh, they're in the similar situation we are with really battling with the with the number of quarters uh for you know they've had a few injuries and some things too so so yeah we're we, you know what we're going to do is we're going to ride this out with as a jv schedule and and hopefully get uh, all the ladies some some playing time at, at that level um and as we move girls around um over the last uh last few games a couple weeks here 
um, hopefully that'll that'll get everybody the experience that the, that we need. Coach, anything else before I let you go this evening? No, I just want to thank you again, as always, Ron, and and you know enjoyed uh, WRBI's coverage over over the uh, county tournament, and uh, it's always nice to kind of put the county tournament behind us too as athletic director. But uh, sad to see as a coach because uh, you know it's a great atmosphere. And uh, coach, we'll talk to you next week. And again, congratulations on running a great tournament. Okay, thank you. We will be back after these words from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We'll be right back. Ison's Family Pizza has pasta. Yes, Batesville, we have pasta. Choose from spaghetti, rigatoni, or cheese ravioli. You get our house-made marinara or decadent Alfredo. Top it off with some chicken, sausage, or meatballs. Our jumbo wings are a must this time of year. We have seven different sauces or crispy plain with your choice of blue cheese or house-made ranch. Ison'sFamilyPizza.com on the web. 812-933-0333 on the phone. Or Ison's Family Pizza, 117 East George, downtown Batesville. Want to make your home a more comfortable place but don't think you can afford a top brand heating and cooling system? Well, Carrier has the right solution for every budget. When you turn to Garings, your Carrier expert will show you our best-in-class home comfort systems. Jeff or Mike will help you pick the one that best fits your home budget. From our value Price comfort series to our top-performing infinity system, Carrier and Garings have made excellence more affordable than ever. Because in this economy, who couldn't use a little more comfort? Turn to the experts with Carrier and Garings, 316 North Main. Getting confusing letters from your insurance company stating you have to shop at a specific pharmacy? You have a choice. Stop in Georgia's Pharmacy and talk to our pharmacists so we can help you choose an option that works best for you. We are here for you at Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We're back and joining us now is Aaron Garrett, Bates High School Boys Basketball Coach. Uh, coach, uh, the uh, tournament, uh, a big win on uh, Wednesday night against South Ripley, and then you ran into a Milan team. I was amazed that you were hit after the first quarter, the way they shot the ball, and Nothing against this young man. He's a tremendous athlete and a tremendous student, I understand, as well, in uh, Matt Reilly. But when Matt Reilly nails a three right off the bat for a mile, and you know it's not going to be the night that the Bulldogs wanted to see. It, it was a fun week. And overall, I, I think we did take some steps forward. To get the South Ripley win against a team that was is well-coached and they were playing well coming in the tournament, and we played well in, in terms of what they've been doing some, in terms of some turnovers into points, bothering teams with their zone and their length and getting some, some transition points. And they run, they run good offense. So what we were able to do with the zone, much like we, we tell the kids as we implement it, traditionally it'll knock, it'll knock 10 to 12 to 15% off a, a team shooting percentage in terms of the shots they do get, the shots that maybe some kids take that they're not used to taking or that they settle, to, settle for. And it was a good battle in that game. <clears throat> That game was close all the way through. I mean, the samples, the samples boy is an awfully good player, and he and he kept making some plays, making some shots. He made us pay every time a hand was down when it should have been up, and he had some teammates there to help him. And then the the two former Batesville guys they each hit a three late. But what I'm probably most proud of is we kept answering the bell. Right, we'd get up, and then 
South Redland took a second half lead, and we battled back. I think looking back at the game, Leighton Ratcliffe may have hit the most, most important important shot of the game when he in that third quarter. I think we were down five at that point. They got their largest lead, and, and things weren't going very well. And Leighton calmly knocks down one of his patented mid-range jumpers. And from there, I think I got a timeout, and we just got back on track in terms of, of some things we wanted to do. And, and obviously, Colt led us with scoring in that game and played really well and, and made some things happen. And overall, all seven guys, eight guys that played some minutes, did well for us. Um, Jacob Deutsch had four points, but they were big ones. Now, Thomas Raver comes back, I believe, with six rebounds and six assists. Didn't score a point, but had such a big impact, a tremendous impact on the game just by playing the game and, and being a basketball player. So to welcome Thomas back in some limited minutes, and he still has such an impact on that game, is, is encouraging to see, and I know it's encouraging for him just to, to get his, obviously get some conditioning back to him on a game floor to, to trust that ankle that he that he. Uh, twisted and, and it's a surgically repaired ankle so I know there's always it's always good for me to get confidence back in his mind to to make some basketball plays especially against some of the athletes that are on the floor for South Ripley so we, we pull out a good win Wednesday and then Saturday it was like I told the guys it's at 4.30 in the morning Sunday morning when I'm not able to sleep it was even it was even more impressive on film in terms of what some of the things Milan was able to do and it was quite a game for three and a half quarters in terms of the back and forth and and Milan kept trying to land a knockout punch, and we just keep coming back. And, and overall, it's, I mean, I look at Milan sort of like what comes to my mind is, is our Batesville team last year in that sectional championship, a team that was just not going to be denied. And the way Milan was playing, as hard as they were playing, yeah, I'm disappointed our, that our kids didn't match and supersede their effort, but our kids played awfully hard. And, and Milan, when you play the zone defense, there's some shots you're hoping you can create and that the opponent will take in terms of shots they typically don't take in man offense. And I tell you what, Milan hit all those in terms of, of that 10 to 15-foot jumper, mid-range jumpers, <coughs> jumpers in, around the nail hole right below the free throw line and, and over an extended hand. And they just, they just stepped up and played. And, and all their guys played well. I thought a very deserving MVP of the tournament because he really, really played well against us. And made something happen. Things happen not only for him, but but for some of his teammates. And we got, we had guys play well too. We just made some as you break down a film. We were just slow in rotation. And, and as as the pace kept going and, and they kept scoring, we would answer their scores. You get fatigued, and some of that fatigue started to show up in our zone. In terms of, of we we absolutely for the zone to be effective, we have to move on the on the pass. And we got caught. A few times as the game went on, definitely moving on the catch and sometimes not even moving. Not even, we, we want to be there on the catch. We weren't moving on the catch and sometimes we weren't even moving until the catch was made and they had a, a chance to wind up into a shot or make a, a basketball play towards the towards the basket. And you just can't have that in a, in a zone. But for, for only a coach we've had about it since Christmas break to put it in. And it's all based on Basil Mobby's zone. Legendary high school coach who won a state championship down at Connorsville. I, I know zone. him well. Yeah, and it's it, it's intricate, and there's a lot of details to it. So the 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 thing I'm thrilled with is we are we are pretty far along, and when we do get the things remediated and cleaned up, I, I think the guys can. And we're not playing a zone by any means to slow down a game, but it's naturally going to do that in terms of how opponents attack it. But I think we can get this zone to the point where. It, it's, it's not just a solid defense. It becomes a, 
uh, a little bit of a weapon for us in terms of with Thomas Raver's length now. I try like I'd like to have Thomas on the backside. Now, obviously, his zone goes side to side, and different plays are ran, but a lot of teams do go to the right side. So for Thomas's length and anticipation skills on that weak side, a lot of times it's it'll be fun to see him put him play. Sam Bagley's really commanded the middle of the zone to a high level at this point, and then as we get more comfortable and better talking in a zone sense, it, it'll be a be effective but at the end of the day some of those man-to-man principles absolutely have to be applied and that's still where we struggle and where Milan exploited us as they got their 8-10 to 10 point lead late in the game and we couldn't carve into it. Coach uh, if I fall to the Bulldogs on anything Saturday night I think some of your kids tried too hard at uh, keep, uh, not so much at key points in the game but just trying to do things that uh, probably they're not capable of doing. And it's a learning curve even for a Colt Meyer who's, who's in his third year of varsity basketball um, Colt wants us wants us to win so bad that sometimes that that forces you into some decisions you like to have back, whether it be driving into the teeth of a defense or or maybe taking a shot on a on a pass or two too early, and on down the board. I mean, I know RJ. I thought RJ's gotten better each game, especially these last two. But again, some decisions where he's trying to put everything on his back and go make something happen. Where when when we're playing really well, and you saw some definitely some possessions. I'm going to show the boys in the first half from the first half where the ball was moving. And we got Colt, for example, shots as he's moving. We got RJ some examples in reverse when he's tacking recovering defense. Um, Sam Bagley got going in the third quarter. And almost always they're, they're passes from a teammate, right, that lead to a score. And that's what we got to get back to. And I think we're getting to the point where as we play more basketball, we have a lot of basketball left in a short time period over the rest of January and February. The bulk of our season is still yet to come. I think you'll see our guys become better and better just because they're playing more basketball. And that's going to be exciting to see. And like Sam Bagley, for example, that third quarter he put on a – I don't remember very many performances like that in a quarter. I mean, I've seen some, but they're very few and far between. And Sam just put on a show the third quarter. And, and again, Jacob Deutsch comes up with two big baskets, went into the first quarter where, where Colt drew defensive attention and then made an assist, and Jacob just knocked down smoothly an elbow jumper. And then sort of a, a possession where we had the ball – then Milan started jamming us up a little bit, and, and Jacob just played basketball, right? They tried to take away some things, and he drove to the middle and scored a nice put, a nice basket over a couple of the Milan Indians that converged to try to stop him. And that's what we'll continue to work on um, to best utilize our skills because Colt's obviously a very talented offensive player. He, uh, he puts 20-plus up pretty consistently. We just got to do that in a way that's, quite frankly, easier for Colt. It highlights his strengths and and as defenses have to stop that because Colt keeps moving, then I think some of these other guys will get better looks. RJ will create better looks for their guys as, as he continues to get used to now being the number one, number two guy on the scouting report. And you're starting to see some of the other guys fill in beside him. Um, Charlie Dice in, in Wednesday's game especially, just through sheer hustle, had some nice finishes and, and baskets that were critical as we, as we kept pacing that game. So there's positives. Like I said earlier, I... I Obviously, winning the Ripley County is one of our goals. We've been blessed to to do it here in the last number of years. But we ran up against an opponent that is that is well deserving. And the Milan Indians, it's it's not like it's one of those it's one of those situations where they won the game. It's not like we did some things to lose the game for ourselves. I think we could have played even better, and I'm not sure it'd been our night in, in the, the way the Milan Indians were playing. You now have uh, seven players you can go to and not uh, not uh, worry. Uh, something that uh, at the beginning of the year I know was 
a worry for you and how some of these players would react on their first year on the varsity, but you got to the point now where you can put those seven in and go from there. Yeah, with, with Thomas healthy, that, that makes a big difference. And we've got some guys through his absence, and, and quite frankly, just through some opportunities because guys maybe aren't playing to the level I thought they would. We're now Coach Raver today. I had a first where I think, if I remember right, we had six guys on at practice because of, of the sickness going around. Mm-hmm. So when you get one, one thing back in place, <laughs> something else hits. But we had a good practice. We had a chance to, to remediate and review quite a few things and some scheme, from a scheme standpoint. We got some skill work in. And guys got important reps. Not all service well because not only do we have our seven guys and, and Austin Corn there is an eighth guy that'll that'll be ready for us to go and, and also get some JV minutes. But we've got some other of those JV guys that can fill in. Um, Cole Warner comes to mind. I think Cole can continue to to give us a couple quarters to varsity level where he can spell Colton R J for a few whistles at a time. And those guys can need a break because that's as I look back, that's one thing I've got to get done is get those guys a probably a whistle each quarter so they can just catch their breath and then they're, they can go back. And we've got some young guys that can can fill those gaps for us. And you know how this goes with the, with the number of games we, had ahead, we have ahead of us, now the sickness going around. You never know when one of those guys will be called on to play some meaningful minutes. You've got to have them ready. Unfortunately for you, you only got one game this week, but it's with Greensburg at, the, at Greensburg. Yeah, so obviously today's not not optimal in terms of getting things ready. But we'll roll with the punches, however they come. And, and our guys, um, I'm just hoping, because this thing, unfortunately, has been knocking guys and people down for two to three days minimum, it seems like. Most of them were symptomatic yesterday as I was getting texts that they weren't feeling well. And they updated me this morning that they indeed didn't go to school and were getting to doctors. So whatever, whoever we have to go, we'll, um, we'll put that game plan together. And Greensburg's a tough customer. Went and watched them at Connersville Friday night. And... They're, they're scoring from all five positions now because even, even some of the guys we were able to play off of a little bit that first game are, are now also stepping out and shooting when, when they're left wide open. One of them hit a, a very impressive three-pointer, important three-pointer in the game in the third quarter against Connersville. So we'll have our hands full, but there's some things we can dictate as well and some things that we can do that will hopefully put Greensburg in a bind. And we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes on their home floor. But it's, it's, this one's the conference game. I know we fell short at our place, but we didn't have Colt that game. They didn't have Sparks. So now, hopefully, because Colt is one of the guys that was sick today, if we can get right back on Thursday and they have all their, their guys back, we'll, we'll battle out and see how that goes. I know today I was looking at statistics. Uh, Connorsville is the number one defensive team in the state uh, uh, as of right now. But... Uh, uh, Greensburg put a few points up on them. Yeah, Greensburg shot very effectively because Connorsville played. They played good defense. In Greensburg, they were they were able to slash them a little bit. And I, I've not been out of chance. I've not had a chance to study Connorsville in great detail yet because we don't play them until a week and a half from now. But I, I, I assume they had some guards that usually hit some shots, not make as many of them on that in that game Friday because there was there were a couple that that were definitely taking some shots, and you could tell they were. They had that green light to do so in terms of their offense. And they've, they've got a big, big, big kid inside, a three-year player, almost a four-year player because he played some freshman basketball too. But big kid that they play around. When those guards start hitting those shots, it's, it's going to make for an interesting sectional, not only an interesting conference schedule, but definitely an interesting sectional with all of our conference teams down there outside of East Central. So it'll be um, it was a good game to watch, and Greensburg was awfully impressive. Their guys... 
they were they were playing with their skill sets, and you have Wellage and Sparks out there. Wellage is already signed with the D1 team. I I expect Sparks to do the same, and, and they've got some pieces to go with them. We'll have our hands full, but Art will and we'll get this zone even sharper after another week, and we'll we'll go at it with them. Uh, the reserves came up short, I think, against South Ripley. Yeah, a kid that was 34 in the varsity game, Schwart, Schwarty. Yeah. I'm not exactly yeah. sure how you pronounce his name. He very impressive sophomore, and he lit us up early in that game. And our guys just, they, they just weren't ready to go from the start. Mentally, it, it looked like. But then we kept battling back. We had a possession to get it down with, I think, to within six after being down double digits through three quarters of the game. And, and we didn't get a layup to go in. They went down and scored a couple tough calls here and there. But the guys didn't give up. And you'll see now, hopefully, as we all get healthy, that stabilizes things at the JV level, too, where the guys know when they're going to play, how much they're going to play, and they can start to get a rhythm back together as we are hopefully able to get a rhythm together at the varsity level because we're healthy. How close are the freshmen to winding up their season? They play tonight. I think I think it's this week with regular season games, and I believe the tournament starts either next week or at the end of next week. But as you hit January here, I know the middle school tournament starts Monday. I want to say the freshmen are near the end of next week. Coach, anything else before we let you go? Just want to congratulate the freshman team. They got a good, good win on when I was down at the at the JV game on Thursday, watching the JV Republican tournament. Our uh, our freshmen got a hard-earned win, and the wins have been far and few between for that group all the way through seventh grade, eighth grade, freshman year. So it's in the um, Hardmeyer boy just got a ball. The 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 pass, the clock's ticking down. As he's been taught, he just ripped it, went hard downhill, and scored a, a game-winning basket. I believe it's even overtime coaching. It's Connorsville. So for those guys to just persevere, continue to, to work hard and get better, it's, it's important for those wins to come. At the varsity level, I know we're only sitting with two wins, but our guys are still fully locked in, getting better. I think they realize, too, as, as we're competitive in every game, we'll eventually go out there and, and start figuring out how we have to play all the time consistently, not, not any possessions where one or two guys aren't doing the job they need to do. And as that starts to happen, it'll, it'll be rewarding. And, and you know how things can just very quickly take off from there in, in a positive way. And unusual for this season, you don't have anybody on your schedule that you can go out this year and say this is a win. Uh, in the past, you've had some of those, but this year it doesn't seem like any of the teams that you're playing are having that much of a down year. And you know this, and you know I've talked about this before, even in the good years, they're not going to put the win-loss record on my tombstone. Um, they're all important to get us ready as the as we get towards that state tournament. So this is a good schedule, and I kind of noticed that last year when we were playing some teams that were good teams, but they were young. It's like, oh, man, these guys are going to be good next year. These guys are going to be good next year. This team's going to be good next year. And that's what's coming home to roost a yeah. little bit. But we'll get there. I've got no doubt in our guys that we'll get there. And it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be a fun ride once we get it going. I know I talked to several people that said the way Milan came out on uh, Saturday night, if any any less effort by the Bulldogs, and that game would have been over at halftime. Yep, I agree. And and our kids, you know how that goes. They they could have folded, and they refused to fold, and that'll pay off for them. Coach, we'll see you next week. Thank you, Coach. If I could ex- congratulate my three guys, um, okay. R.J., Sam, and Colt, on being named to the Ripley County to the Ripley County tournament all tournament team. I think I think you're still part of that selection committee. Yeah. The selection committee does a great job. I thought all selections were were warranted, but a special shout out to those three guys for earning a, a place in, in Ripley County basketball history books and, and well deserving. 
And as one of the other members of the crew that was doing this said, uh, uh, they didn't make it easy in the boys' tournament this year because uh, when you're limited sometimes to how many you can and choose and uh, you get down to kids play well in one game and then they don't play well in the other game and uh, somebody else steps up, where, where do you go and where do you leave off? Yeah, and it was a good tournament with good players. Yes, kudos, kudos to all of them. Yes. We will see you next week. Thank you. We'll be back after this word from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We will be right back. Tyson's Family Pizza has pasta. Yes, Batesville, we have pasta. Choose from spaghetti, rigatoni, or cheese ravioli. You get our house-made marinara or decadent Alfredo. Top it off with some chicken, sausage, or meatballs. Our jumbo wings are a must this time of year. We have seven different sauces or crispy plain with your choice of blue cheese or house-made ranch. IsonsFamilyPizza.com on the web. 812-933-0333 on the phone. Or Ison's Family Pizza, 117 East George, downtown Batesville. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We're back. Next week we will be here as well. Kevin Moore from East Central Girls Basketball will be here. Ed Johnson, Oldberg Academy Girls Basketball will be here. And our three regulars, Gary, Brian, and Aaron, will be with us. A couple of announcements before we go this evening. Congratulations, of course, to the Lady Eagles of Jacksonville as county champs and to the Milan Indians as the boys county champs. Uh, congratulations to East Central's boys and girls swim teams for winning the EIAC. As we heard earlier this evening, congratulations to the Batesville boys for finishing second in that uh, swim. And uh, South Ripley uh, boys and girls uh, sectional bowling champs, we congratulate them as well. We want to thank all of you for listening in. We want to thank the coaches that were with us tonight. We want to thank Isons for hosting us here. We want to thank John and WRBI for allowing us to do this. And, of course, thank our sponsors who make this all possible. And thank you for listening in. Good night, everyone.